Thank you for taking time to listen to this program. In Revelation chapter 6, here is a, an emotional thing. I've looked at this, and it seems to happen, so I'll try to see how that it is that in chapter 6, here in the fifth seal of that book that the Lord is opening the seals, the first four are the horsemen and the Antichrist coming forth, and the souls of them who are martyred for their belief. And the Lord said it will be a time of persecution like has never been or ever will be for the people of uh, the Jewish people and the Christians. He said, and they had Jacob's trouble is what the Old Testament is how it was put, but it would be a time of trouble unlike ever before. And they had been through so much. I mean, and still are persecuted, but because they're God's people, uh, simply. But all these that are under the altar have been slain for the word of God testimony they had. They cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? I kind of tend to look at that sometimes. I think, well, like he said, I'll make it short and cut those times. If I didn't, there would be none left, but I'll cut that season to cut the time short. He says, uh, he said that when he, uh, in the Gospels they recorded. But here, they are just crying out because they say, what about, when are you going to stop this? Not so much so that, Though they're not killed, the ones that are left, the vast majority of them have already been. Those are the ones crying out here. And so it's not that. It's what they say is, how long is it going to be before you avenge our blood on them? And the word avenge may be simple, but it's um, in a way it, it carries the idea of um, justice uh, carry out justice, carry it out. And so they're, they're really crying out. Yeah, he stops the uh, persecution with the sixth seal, which is the earthquake that uh, shakes the powers of the heaven. Everything, uh, as it were, that would we would know now, technology for sure uh, would come to a, to a halt uh, in the main part. It wouldn't destroy a man or anything like that, but it would shake the whole earth. Every island and mountain moved out of its place. Uh, so And so much so, the kings of the earth all run the rocks and the servants. Everybody's saying the wrath of God has come, uh, and it hasn't even really started. But he says in the Gospels, when you see this sealed, uh, then you know that the end, you know, the abomination is one of those points. That's before the first four seals. But here, when the earth, that's why they freak out, to put it mainly, is when they see this phenomena that happens that has never happened like this, not... But they cry out, when are you going to do that and stop that and avenge our blood? 
and the word avenge means carry out justice. And I guess, the, oh, the uh, one about the widow came to the judge and said, um, avenge my adversary. So maybe they had taken her property or foreclosed or something like that. Or robbed, I don't know, taken advantage of her being a widow. So she comes to the judge and says, avenge me. And he wouldn't. And then after a while he said, well, I will, so she doesn't trouble me. So what was it be? Say, yeah, I agree with you. He did you wrong. They did you wrong. No, it would be go and get the property and give it back to her or whatever it is. Make it right. That's the idea of carry out justice. Make it right. And God will and can and, and will in every way, that positive or negative, he will make it right. Uh, but here, they're crying out for that. How long is that going to be? So... I wanted to go back and read, I've marked several places here, but I know in the Garden of Eden, I didn't mark that, but you, you know it to where that, uh, what happened was they had been told by God one thing, and they didn't do it, uh, and they, they sinned because they were creatures. That, uh, they have, had a sin nature, just a matter of how long it took to use it. And they were perfectly made, but that's the thing about a creature versus creator. He couldn't, he can't make himself like, or he would. And anyway, the the idea of what happened, everybody knows. Then, but when Cain was born, the promise was given to them: a, a child will be born to you, and he will crush the head of Satan. And I am confident in my own mind that Adam and Eve had extreme intelligence. They didn't have experience, but they 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 knew. That's why uh, Eve said on the first child, Cain, I've gotten a man from God, even God himself, even the Lord himself. I've gotten a man from the Lord, meaning uh, that he they knew, I believe that's the promise of the spirit. But I think they would have been able. Adam could have said, you know, he made us perfect. Human spirit, creation, we had, that's that's good as it can be. Perfect, always good. But we failed. So we're going to have a child that's going to not do that. He, I think, could actually know and say the spirit of the Lord, that God himself would have to inhabit that child in order to, for that to happen. Or else he didn't make us perfectly and, and we didn't see and he knew better than that. They were creatures. So that's why she said the first baby, surely that'd be the one, you know, that's how we'd think is why wait. And this is him. I've gotten the man from the Lord, even the Lord himself. And they knew then that he would do what they couldn't. And that's not sin. And that began. And that is the message of the Messiah, him coming. Uh, and he has now 2,000 years ago that happened. But from Adam and Eve, it was a long ways. And then so Cain obviously was not the one. He rebelled in this and that. And then Abel, he killed Abel. So I'm trying to say, imagine Eve... And they believed, as it were, in the coming of the kingdom, or, or the king, or the seed, somebody that would re, uh, or straighten out and make right the garden and what happened that they 
messed up and lost, but reclaim that and do. And he was going to do all those things. But the first and most primary thing was to die and make a way for him to live in the creature. And then they become a new creature, which is actually his living spirit in them, giving them the gift of awareness of being a person. Like he said, the father and I are that way. So imagine Eve after Cain had killed Abel, and that whole scene, I can imagine how horrific that was. And they had already seen the lambs in the garden killed by God, the Lord himself, to give them the coats of skin. That would have been hard. And then she's holding Abel. But still the belief in the promise of the seed, and that went on until he came uh, and fulfilled it, but still was, no, there will be a child someday. And uh, that went on and on. No matter how many were born, there was never one that was him until he did come. But anyway, Eve, there holding Abel, crying out, How long, O Lord, will it be? How long before you are born? And hopefully out of me and that kind of thinking. So anyway, to go back to there and then come on down to uh, King David. That He was the son of David called. So King David was... The one God promised to thy son, it will be on the throne and kingdom of heaven on the earth. So he is that uh, focus point. But he looked for and prayed for the Lord to come, Messiah, and rule the world and, and his kingdom. And he would have a heart for God. He would gladly say, here it is. But in that symbolic way, he was the king uh, of the nation and between him and Solomon in that era, I guess that was about the high point of it. But but he knew that. And the Lord wasn't making up a new prayer when they said, how do we pray? The first thing you say is that what you pray for is thy kingdom come on the earth and be here as it is in heaven. And that's what it is. The kingdom of heaven is there right now. And it's always been his kingdom, whatever he owns and has or himself. He's the king. You, you can't have kingdom without the king. That's even in the word. So he has everything, owns everything. But with Eve at that time, you just have to how they looked at it. And she would cry out, how long? Oh, Lord. So King David says in Psalm 13, how long will you forget me? Oh, Lord, forever? How long will you hide your face from me? The implication is forever. How long will I just take counsel in my own soul, sorrow in my heart every day? How long will it be before my enemies, or how long shall my enemies be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, lest I sleep in death. And my enemies can say I have prevailed. But I have trusted in you. My heart will rejoice. I will sing unto you. And uh, he says that multiple times in his writings and puts it that way. He knows the Lord hadn't forgot about him. And he knows he's not playing hide and seek. But he's actually, you, you simplified, he's praying, Thy king, would you come to the earth and deliver us and rule over the earth? And I'm until John, I'm not so sure they knew. No, I don't know. The thousand-year kingdom, he made that clear. But to them, it would be an eternal kingdom on the earth. I think they looked at it at least somewhat that way. So I don't know. But still, the idea was no matter what. And today we look at that or should even think of that way. 
And it's not the kingdom of Christ on this earth, the final day of man, as it were, ruling over him for a thousand years. That's not the beginning. That's the end of the beginning. That's the end of it all. It completes it all. And it ends in complete meltdown of those enemies that he lets Satan out of the pit and he then influences the sand of the sea, it says, as it were, to come up against him at the city and try to take it. And uh, so it fire comes down from heaven, and I think that's the final meltdown where John says there. Then all this, it was just a great uh, judgment day, and uh, everybody was there, and there was no heaven, earth, no place found for them. They weren't just hiding; there was no place found for them. So King David knows, but he's saying here about how long will you forget me, O Lord? For he's crying out, and um, let's see, I'm already more time here um and the lord said uh, uh, talking about abel uh he said in that upon to the pharisees t- call you know you shed the blood of the prophets and all that and but upon you will come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous abel uh, unto the blood of Zacharias up to his day, and it would be all those that have been shed in the, this day and time, martyrs, they say more and more and more, more in the last 150 years than all the years before that back to, it's just unbelievable how that can be, but the Lord still says there's a time coming, it'd be worse than that, and and worse than ever has been, and that starts with the abomination of desolation when the Antichrist reveals himself. But um, let's see, there was one more. Oh, the idea of avenging uh, the the judge, avenging the, the widow and getting her land back or something. And then the Lord saying, upon you will come vengeance because of the righteous blood that you shed upon the earth of all the prophets, starting with Abel, of all the men of God the, that that you've done like that. And then over here. I still say it's the most chilling one of in the Bible. Uh, in the New, then answered all the people, his blood. And uh, Judas said, "I saw I, you know, but betrayed the innocent blood, and I went and hanged myself." And and uh, answered all the people. Um, Pilate says, "I'm innocent of the blood of this person," and they all answered, said, "His blood be on us, and on our children." So, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I guess, setting, that's why maybe it seems the most to me uh, at the time, then uh, when you get over here to Revelation, these martyrs, these people that have been killed out in the, and it's still, it's not, well, we don't want any more to die, that's not that they would, but the Lord said they, some more have to before it reaches a time that even he had cut short. So for the sake of it, Satan couldn't kill uh, every last one. But it's not to save them all, or he would have done it a long ways before this. And how many have been been killed in, in that way. But the the idea is, yeah, stop it. Stop the injustice and carry out justice. Avenge our blood on them and... A lot of people don't believe it, but uh, there's a lot of symbolism in the book of Revelation. But when the blood runs out of that valley of a complete, instant, almost slaughter of millions of people by the Lord himself, uh, soldiers, battles, uh, the armies there, uh, I've heard it theorized and projected that, yeah, yeah, you could have a, a little... Uh, Pretty pretty good sized little current coming down through there. If they all their bloods was shed at once, and there's 
things in the Old Testament seems to be uh, something that says that's one of the plague that will happen there is they their flesh just falls away and they're consumed and and their blood runs and they make that nuclear explosion well I, I, I don't know it doesn't seem to fit but it does say the blood will run up to the horse's bridle what's that symbolic of well you could just say whatever I believe that's you know I'm not to that point through the book I've been through it before but this time I want to make it as real to myself as I can but you look at these people we'll be there seeing this look at them you know unless we are them and it's going to have to happen pretty quick for me now people 50 no maybe you could be one of these that were killed upon the earth in the worst times of all that would come upon the earth and it could be in 5 10 15 20 years I don't know it, it seems like labor pains almost. And the Lord said, when you see those labor pains start increasing, then uh, you know it's real close. And it does seem that way. But still, the issue is, he said himself about the righteous blood of I will avenge. Uh, and, and he does. Uh, in the the way that and they're not just wanting to see blood <laughs> shed i don't know how to put it it'd be like it, it's not that the person that kills someone and their family it's not like yeah i want you know just make them pay with torture all you know mostly no it would be no they need to lose their life they took their life and the lord said that you shed man's blood you be shed but it's not out of just enjoying that it's not that at all it'd be like killing an animal to eat it for meat i had to that's why and the lord said it was okay but i had to i didn't enjoy it i didn't enjoy it at all cutting their throat and watching that blood run and i hate to say it that way but the life of an animal i've looked and studied solomon and his writing in ecclesiastes there what he says about the beast the spirit of the beast and everybody knows they have emotions they have sense they can make decisions and they can even communicate and all that but they don't have the spirit of man made in the image of god that they can know god in that way but that doesn't mean and that's why paul said you can eat meat as long as it's with thanksgiving and I believe he means, because they were talking about herbs or meat, which is right or wrong, and they thought it's wrong to eat meat. Why? Because, not because of the texture of it. It's because the animal had to be killed. And Paul said, after the flood, God told Noah, you, that's allowable now because of how it would be. And Paul said, it's not wrong to eat meat, as long as it's done with thanksgiving. And that would have to be, as it were, for the life of that animal, not for the beans and corn on the cob but i'm just bringing out the life is in the blood and how long oh lord are you going to wait to avenge our blood on them and set it straight and he will he does and he said just a little bit here put these robes on sit down rest a minute and then i think they would say there it is it didn't that they didn't think he would do it he'd before the seventh seal, after this sixth seal, there's 30 minutes of silence. And yeah, then he sets it straight. And it would put the most horrible, horrific, end-of-world disaster film that ever made, put them all together, and they would be child's play in comparison to what the seventh seal contains. 
So these people, these saints, these martyrs, cry out, How long, O Lord? How long will it be? Another few hours, a few days? It's got to be right away. How long is it going to be before you stop this and then rule the world, avenge our blood, restore things, make it right? And that goes on into the eternal kingdom after he's made things right upon this earth and settled it all and judged everything. And then he goes, so they know this. This is in heaven. They're still purified and everything. And you think, wow, how could they cry out? How long, O Lord? Well, the Lord himself in the garden cried out to God, to his father. Why? How, how is there another way? He knew there wasn't. He told Peter, no, there's not. If there was, I don't want to. I would call it the angels, if, and I could, but I won't. And so when he cried out to his father, he knew there was no other way. He just cried that out because that showed the deep anguish in his soul, the drops of blood and, and how he, something he had no way to know. I don't see how possible his father and him could know. They had always been one, always, and they were going to be ripped apart by what he had to do and be made sin and taste of death for every man. So in the garden, oh God, how long, how, how's this going to be? And he had to do it. So part of that is he's already done that. So they're looking back here like we would be in saying, oh, the sooner the better. And when he does this, it's sort of a, to me, there's several like the seventh angel in time no more that it's over. And there's still time, a thousand years for the kingdom. So it's not that. It's that there's no more to do. This is the final bell. Here is sort of like that to me when he rocks the earth and rings it as, as a bell, shakes it. And uh, it's like the Tower of Babel. The Antichrist has built that again, brought it all back together. Mankind is one and all that. The Lord comes down. He doesn't just confuse the languages. He shakes it and, and stops it. And then 30 minutes of silence, and he destroys the whole thing and makes it right. And it is right, and he will make it right because he's a fair and just God. That was the problem in the garden. Well, you can't trust him. He's, you know, uh, maybe everything, 99%, but but he's got one little problem, jealous there. He don't want you to know it. See that kind of thinking. It's so deadly. It's not so deadly. It's totally deadly. Thank you for taking time to listen to uh, this study here in, uh, or in Revelation. It, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind book that goes without saying.